Welcome to the Guidance with Grace podcast. My name is Grace, a personal trainer and nutrition coach in college recreation and wellness here at Columbus State Community College. I'm here to bring you the facts about current health and wellness trends and clear up any and all misunderstandings about various health and wellness topics. Along with expert guests, my goal is to help you discover what wellness means to you and help you make informed decisions during your health and wellness journey. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of Guidance with Grace. I am Grace, and today's topic is all about food freedom and uh, specifically focusing on guilt-free eating, uh, sometimes called intuitive eating. And I'm sitting next to Don Hawkins-Smith. Hello again. Hello. And you recently actually got like a nutrition-focused certification. Yeah. So you can kind of even dive a little bit deeper on this with me. Mm-hmm. My uh, nutrition certification is through Precision Nutrition. Which one did you get recently? Mine is from ACE. So it's kind of like an add-on to my health coaching certification. The health coach, it tapped a little bit, obviously, into nutrition, but the fitness nutrition certification and then the sports nutrition certification really dive into, um, you know, those nutrition needs for... Like athletic performance. Yeah, like the sports nutrition was really based more on, you know, athletes. And then the Mm -hmm. fitness nutrition was more of like your general fitness clients. Mm -hmm. Um, So, which is what we deal with. Exactly. So it's really going to help. Yeah, so it's really going to help out with, um, you know, building our our coaching here that we're doing. Yeah. And I'm really excited to be able to dive deep on this topic. I think it's something that is not a trend, although it has been in recent years, the intuitive eating approach, um, as opposed to dieting and with it still being the beginning of the year, you know, we're still in the first half of the year. People are still trying to, you know, accomplish their health and wellness new year's resolutions. It's, it's very much still a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think this is such an appropriate topic because Oftentimes people get stuck in how do I maintain and guilt-free eating, intuitive eating can be a really great approach. So if you did start out the the year with a, you know, a a so-called diet or you're restricting calorie intake or you're exercising to kind of meet and exceed your calorie intake or whatever your goals are for maybe weight loss or performance, or, you know, if you're having like a a competition, um, those things are fine, but this is this approach and this mentality adopting this is way more sustainable than any diet out there because this is kind of a way of life. And a lot of it is kind of the, the mental part of it. Right. As opposed to what do I do with, do I meal prep? Do I meal plan? Do I count calories? Like it's, it's more about how you're looking at food and your relationship with food. Right. And I mean, if you think of also those, those athletes, those people who are doing, like you mentioned competitions and stuff like that, they're only eating that way for a short amount of time. They go Mm -hmm. back to a more sustainable, more maintainable way of eating, um, when they're not in a competition prep. Right. So. Exactly. And I think that's a really important thing to mention. Like, and if it's, they don't do it forever. Yeah. <laughs> they eat healthy types right. of foods, but they're right. not as strict. Right. It's not that ca- caloric restriction, that negative or caloric balance. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, time. so kind of good getting into the intuitive eating part of things. Sure. Um, th- the people who c- created it originally, a lot of what they're, 
um, focus was, was the anti-diet culture. Right. Really not looking at intuitive eating as a diet program or this is what I'm doing right now. This is adopting a new lifestyle right. for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, as you and I both know, like, you know, having kids certainly changes things. Um, and people, even if you don't have kids, you know, you go through an ebb and flow of how life changes. And this is definitely something that can carry through with those changes. Um, and so kind of to put it simply, at least according to the national eating disorders association, intuitive eating is about trusting your body to make food choices that feel good for you. And I'll kind of put in parentheses mentally and physically, uh, without judging yourself or the influence of diet culture, um, diet culture, I think, especially in the beginning of the new year is just like yes. really toxic sometimes yeah. for some people. There's so many um, new plans. It's just and, an overload of information. Yeah. yeah. And all these, you know, all these companies are trying to sell you their, their meal plan or their supplement, you know, whatever's going to work. And they have somebody who looks, you know, very lean, very fit on their commercials. And it's just, it's, you want to attain it, but you want to do it in a healthful manner. Mm -hmm. And I will say that although there are diets that can help you accomplish whatever your goals are, and there's, you know, that's, that's okay if that's your preference. This can too. Yeah. Intuitive eating can certainly help you reach your health and wellness goals if it is to, you know, lose weight or get stronger or whatever. Like this can be a good, healthy way to achieve those goals. So I do want to highlight that, that it can work similarly to a strict diet. Um, It just might pan out a little bit differently when it comes to the timeline of it. Uh Um, So with that being said, I think it's really, it's, it means a lot to also remember why we exercise, why we eat healthy and healthy, I guess you could use it sparingly because I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but um, why you eat good nutritious foods is because your overall health kind of depends on it and your vitality and in in life and if you're thriving or just kind of surviving and like right (laughs) you know really struggling with with health conditions I think there's uh definitely been a light that's been shined about like you know um autoimmune disorders and things that kind of have been on the rise and how your diet can uh, can affect that so intuitive eating can certainly be an approach for those things too and just living a, a healthful lifestyle right and I mean, the foods that we eat should help us increase our longevity. And so if we're thinking of, you know, eating a certain way for the rest of our life, constantly counting, cutting, um, you know, restricting, that's not sustainable. That's mm-hmm. not something that's going to help us. When your body changes as you get older. Goal. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're 50, your body's you're not, not gonna... performing and doing what it did when it was And it 20. doesn't need some of the stuff that it Mm-hmm. needs when you're younger. Right. So, I mean, protein intake changes, um, or those recommendations change, I should say, as you get older. And so, yeah. Right. So, I mean, just, and maybe you move and the food that's available to you is different. Gosh, and, right. And, you know. What's so. available in California <laughs> isn't available here in Ohio. Right. As readily, like avocados and <laughs> things like that. Like, we got to wait a minute before it even gets to Ohio. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's also, like, you know, kind of like what you were saying with just kind of how things ebb and flow and change throughout life, you know, like making sure that you're enjoying and not feeling guilty about the foods you eat, especially in this culture with, you know, food is a very social thing. I think 
around the world internationally. Um, but specifically a lot of things in our culture are all about like meeting up at a, you know, at a little cafe and like, let's have a bite to eat and let's go out to lunch or, yeah. you know, do something we for dinner. We always celebrate accomplishments or something with a dinner or we celebrate, mm-hmm. you know, birthday events with you yeah. know, dinner with the fam or dinner with friends. Yeah. So. Right. So there's not, I think it's that is shows even more about the importance of creating a good relationship with food because especially if you are in the middle of some sort of like revamp of your you know your food intake I guess I could say maybe you are following some sort of diet where you're counting calories or counting your macronutrient intake and that's all fine and dandy but I think having this as a supplement to whatever you're doing even could be an approach too. like if you're going to go to a birthday party you don't want that to stop you from enjoying yourself at a birthday party just because there's going to be you know food that's not nutritious there um, and I, I hesitate with saying healthy versus nutritious right, because and good and bad, right? And like healthy, let's healthy. go back and yeah. talk about like those terms. I think food labels and in general can be kind of just a nasty little spiral, like saying like good food versus bad food versus right. unhealthy, like that can really kind of make or break whether or not you enjoy an event right. if it's all surrounded by food that are kind of in your brain think you think that they're bad food right um but if you're having a couple bites or you know a cookie and a brownie and ice cream right. like that's one instance if you continue to repeat right. that each day yeah, that's when a, it maybe needs to be reviewed exactly yeah and i mean it's something where it's like okay yeah you go to a, a birthday party or whatever and there's cake and ice cream and you have you have cake and ice cream you're not doing that tomorrow you're not doing that the next day. You're not doing it, you know. I mean, maybe somebody ha- else is having a birthday close to you in the next couple of weeks, you know. And, and But it's still, that's still moderation, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not bad. It's just, you know, there, there are, you don't need to punish yourself with exercise or not eat something, late, you know. Be like, oh, I had, or I know I'm going to have cake and ice cream later at this party, so I'm not eating breakfast today. Like, don't restrict yourself in that right. manner. Just getting rid of that guilt factor is yeah. is a challenge i think maybe it's our society maybe it's whatever but yeah. um working out so that you can eat something shines a negative spotlight on or, exercise or working out harder <laughs> because you ate something in the mm-hmm. past you know rather you know it's coming up or it's already happened that's a negative um relationship really with exercise with food Food. yeah and you wonder why we have all of these struggles um i would say as a society with obesity and eating disorders um there's there's a lot of struggle in the world of food which is why i was passionate at least initially to get my certification because there's so many things that just even our clients or students at the college they run into and they find out that you work in student well-being and they're like oh you know have these questions or they get involved um and there's a lot of misinformation out there about Mm -hmm. food and about diet and about exercise and so that's part of the reason why we started this podcast you know you've got health and wellness yeah exactly any health and wellness question we're here for um and the trends too right um so so moving on to kind of focusing on um intuitive eating and maybe how to approach this new mindset because I'm going to call it a mindset a lifestyle Um, this is the way of life from day to day from year to year way more maintainable right Um, understanding true hunger is I think a lot of where it 
starts. Yes. Um, I think we've mentioned probably many times on uh, previous episodes about sometimes a hunger cue can show up for people, um, but it's false. And it can be just like you needed to drink some water. Um, I think often our body is trying to tell us stuff, but we don't really tap into what it really means. Um, And that might not be the case for some people. Some people, you know, actually truly are hungry. So understanding what your cues are, I think are important. Yep. What are your cues? So uh, I, again, cause they're kind of like that. Is this real? Is this not? Um, It's really timing. If I am like, okay, I just ate but I'm having this hunger feeling like, okay, what did I eat? When did I eat? Did it satisfy me? Or is this a false cue? Am I okay? Mm -hmm. Or is it like, oh, like, uh, you know, you get like your stomach growls and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I haven't eaten since we wake up early. So, I mean, I, you know, I haven't eaten since four o'clock this morning when I had, you know, peanut butter toast or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, oh yeah, I should, I should be hungry. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have to think more about like the feeling of hunger in relation to when the last time I ate and what it was, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I had something that was less nutritious two hours ago. No wonder I'm feeling hungry. I'm probably my body wants something substantial. Mm-hmm. So I know for me personally, I like one of my first signs and it seems kind of extreme, but this is just how it is. Um, that I'm getting hungry is I kind of get this like faint, dizzy type of feeling. It's just like the blood sugar really, I think is just dipping, um, before I get like a stomach growl sometimes, sometimes my stomach growl happens after, sometimes it happens before, but often it's a later thing. Like my stomach doesn't initially growl. Um, so I think just, just tapping into what your cues are as a person. My focus changes also. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. feel just a little bit more like unclear. Mm-hmm. So I kind of am like, oh yeah, like not, I mean, I guess in an extreme situation, I would use the word, you know, hangry. Like if mm-hmm. I was, if I was really getting to that point where I'm like, all right, there are things that are irritating me and I've not mm-hmm. eating or I, and I've not eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Like, right. That's going to be an, an issue for sure. But so, you know, that, that loss of concentration, that kind of brain fog feeling, yeah. um, and again, that's the the decrease in uh, blood sugar mm-hmm. and where your body's like. Hey, and I would even add on to like the here. the brain fog feeling. It can kind of also feel like fatigue, like yep. mental fatigue. Yeah. Like oh, like it, like maybe you feel like you're focusing, sure, and you're kind of just going through the motions at work or school, studying whatever. But I think sometimes it also is kind of just like, man, like I'm getting tired of thinking about this, right. or I can't can't focus on it yeah Yeah, so my ability to focus and sometimes uh, you know that uh, a lot of times that can be helped with do I just need to drink some water have I been working Mm -hmm. on something like when I'm done lecturing sometimes when I'm done lecturing like I've just dumped all of that information to my students and I'm like Mm -hmm. whew okay that was even a lot for me I need some water (laughs) yeah maybe before lab grab a banana or something before that starts you know so it's just kind of like a lot and I get the same also if I'm being lectured at like if I'm like you said if I'm really using my brain if I'm really you know working on something important or whatever then mm-hmm. yeah so it kind of is both ways of 
getting and receiving a lot of a lot of brain activity. How's mm-hmm. that? Right. <laughs> and, you know, your brain kind of runs on like fresh carbs, you right. know, like yep. that's why, like you said, a banana, an apple yep. piece of fruit does actually yeah kind of wake you up sometimes too so sometimes that could just be all you need especially if you did have a pretty well balanced meal or something before that maybe you just need a little piece of fruit or you know some nuts or whatever easy easy digestible Mm -hmm. um and i'm all about like the nutrition bars yeah Um, like that's always kind of an easy Mm -hmm. and they've got a lot of great healthy or well-rounded nutritious options for yeah, those. For sure. um, and so with all of that being said, like choosing foods that make you feel good mentally and physically, right. having that balance, you know, some people might laugh at when I say this, but you know, my, my treat each day is actually one of those nutrition bars. I yeah. think I've mentioned I'm a big Aldi person and they have one that has a little bit of chocolate in it. Yeah. And, you know, I eat that with a, a Greek yogurt and I feel like it's balanced, but that's my treat. And mm-hmm. I enjoy that and I'm not going to feel guilty about it because it's filled with other great things right but the chocolate's not going to hurt me it's not going to be a detriment to whether or not I gain weight or lose weight you know it's something that I enjoy but it's also nutrition at this nutritious at the same time so I think maybe picking foods that have both of those components or pairing something healthy with a treat is not a bad approach um I think like kind of like you said earlier it's a little bit of moderation too um but I think that that everything's okay in moderation. That statement can kind of be taken out of hand. So I do think that, you know, yes, moderation is important, but also just not attaching the, that guilt. The with idea your food. of moderation is very subjective. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> right. Exactly. My moderation is very different. I only had one people's. plate, but it was a mountain of food. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Versus I had one plate and they were proper portion sizes. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so some tips on working toward guilt-free eating. What's the first one? Changing that mindset from a cheat or treat days. So cheat meals, um, again, it's sometimes it's helpful for people's brains, but it's not sustainable to be like, okay, every Friday we're going to have pizza and then you eat healthy. I mean, yeah, that can work out. But what does that pizza look like? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is it just the greasiest, cheesiest, everything you want in the pizza? Or could you even kind of throw some veggies on there? Mm -hmm. Or so, I mean, it's, I don't know. I've recently been changing. So we eat pizza eh, maybe like once a month. We did. It's kind of ebbs and flows. Like there was a time where maybe it was a little bit more frequent, yeah. but it's usually like a Friday night. I know. Usually Friday nights. It's, but I recently, it's like I changed. every other Friday we do pizza. And I really enjoy like that supreme type of pizza yeah. at places where it's like mushrooms, you know, peppers. bell peppers. Oh, There's yeah. some pepperoni and cheese on there. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It also has like a slightly better pl- flavor profile mm-hmm. for me. But for the longest, I was just like a pepperoni kind of gal. Yeah. And I enjoy that, but then it's also like just as refreshing and enjoyable to then go back to like eating foods that don't sit as heavy right. on my stomach. Yeah. Um, and I'm like ready to go. It almost is like a reset button for me. So I am somebody who really does enjoy a treat day. Yeah. Um, but it it's my way of life. Mm-hmm. And I don't really call it my treat day because 
it's not something that I want to obsess over. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a way of balancing my, what, six days a week (laughs) of healthy eating to kind of look forward to and kind of enjoy something. Um, But yeah, I I don't look at it as like a cheat anything like that's just that's just what I do it's not guilt like there's no guilt associated with it either it's you know and that's the big piece especially I mean my oldest daughter like she loves pizza night you know and she's like pumped and she's to the point now you know she's getting out of that phase where like it's funny because Gage is coming into it where like I can just put anything in front of her and she eats it Mm -hmm. you know which is nice because she's only nine months old you know (sighs) we can we're gonna ride this for a while but my four-year-old she's like no I don't want this you know she won't eat the veggie pizza whatever she just wants cheese just plain cheese pizza mm-hmm. um but what's nice is i know she's not gonna eat the whole thing so if we order it from somewhere i'll get her half her you know cheese pizza or whatever or even a personal one if they've got mm-hmm. that option and then the other half i load up with veggies mm-hmm. for me so yeah definitely and again that's just kind of our it's our routine it keeps her happy it's i love pizza so i'm not i don't feel like like deprived of pizza and Mm -hmm. so we're more and she's like me she's more if you put one slice of pizza in front of her or an entire carton of ice cream and be like you can only have one she's going for the pizza Mm -hmm. me too i'm going for the pizza yeah so she's more of the salty snacker Mm -hmm. over the sweets well, and so so the next tip we've kind of already talked about, but yeah. definitely just not planning your exercise around what you eat. I think it can, yeah. like we said, it's a very negative spin on food and exercise. Right. Like it's by no means should be a reward thing. If you're trying to work toward guilt-free eating, mm-hmm. creating guilt around what you ate by exercising harder right. or extra or whatever is not the way to go. Yeah. I mean, if you were planning to do 30 minutes of cardio today and you had pizza last night and you're like oh now I got to do an hour of cardio you're going to resent both of those mm-hmm. you're going to resent the pizza you're going to resent such a good point. that both. entire second 30 minutes of cardio you're going to resent that also yeah and you're going to beat yourself up the whole time like right I wouldn't have to be doing this if I didn't have that darn pizza you know so it's just right. it's easier to just be like all right well I've got I had pizza yeah sure but I'm still going to stick to my plan and do my 30 minutes of cardio today right right move on So the next one is redefining your moderation mindset, kind of like what you're saying, like everything in moderation, but what is moderation? Exactly. Um, So pretty much like what you were saying too is like, you know, I had my pizza or whatever last night and that's a fact, but I'm not going to follow that up with a change in behavior Um, or if I had an extra cookie you know, like, okay, or let's just stick with the pizza. If I had like <laughs> more slices of pizza, yeah, I'm not going to change anything else about my follow-up behavior right. about it. Um, that's just what I did at the moment. Yeah. I'm not um, going to skip breakfast today. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, do anything else. It's just that happened. Mm-hmm. You had an extra slice of pizza. Okay. Fine. Right. And, you know, acknowledging that, kind of with the like the portion sizes and stuff like if you look on food labeling they have a recommendation on what a serving size is Mm -hmm. and while it's important to know what the recommendation is and what that nutrition information on the label is talking about like a whole bag of small chips or whatever oftentimes contains two servings Um, so just knowing 
and being knowledgeable about what you've eaten is important too. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you had that whole bag, which was technically two servings should not change the, or dictate what else you eat either. Um, you know, definitely creating a balance of nutritious foods, but, um, just making sure that whatever happens, it happened. It happens. Yeah. Um, so any, any last minute thoughts about kind of guilt-free eating, intuitive eating, finding food freedom? Yeah. I will say that as if somebody is just starting, you know, to kind of try to get away from the the diet culture, you're still going to be eating healthy food. You're still going to be eating nutritious because you know, I mean, as a lifestyle, you know that eating, there are foods that you should eat that are more healthy than others, um, because your body needs that nutrition. Um, and so just making sure, you know, you're getting your fruits and veggies in, you're getting your healthy carbs, you're getting your good protein sources, you're getting your good fats. Um, if you're doing that the majority of the time, then that is intuitive eating, mm-hmm. you know, good eating and bad eating, I guess, you know, we did that good and bad yeah. thing. Like it's all intuitive. It's you so know, true. you know, when you pick up a cookie and you're like, eh, but you also know when you pick up a salad or a forkful of salad that you're like, oh, okay, cool. This is good too. Mm-hmm. You know? And I do think it, you know, it takes time. I don't know that even 10 years ago, I'd have been like, Ooh, I love me some salad. I say that now, but <laughs> well, that's because yeah. I've like You've owned this how, lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've chosen to live a lifestyle that involves a lot of nutritious foods. Yeah. In addition to right. my pizza that I enjoy, I mean, it and will whatever. always be a very hard decision for me to pick salad over pizza. Yeah, right. It if will... you have two in front of you, right? Split decision. <laughs> right. You know, I'm gonna this is, definitely this is your grab last a piece meal. of pizza. Which one are you taking? Uh, I'm the gonna, pizza. I'm gonna eat the pizza. <laughs> right. Especially but I do love some salad. My, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a, a salad Especially... that I've been eating pretty much every day for dinner because I just I love it. Yeah. And yeah, if you find the top, you know, yeah, you find the toppings and the mix of the different lettuces and a dressing that you like, yeah, salads can definitely be um, good. I mean, I brought one today for lunch and it's I'm yeah. excited about it. I guess because it's I just know that it's going to taste good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think it definitely it does take time to to get there, especially if you're just starting out fresh, never really done this before, or it's been a long, long time. You don't have to just gnaw on a stalk of kale. And be like, oh, yeah, this is so great. If you don't like it, it's okay. <laughs> Find a way to make it to where you do like it right. or try something else. There's exactly. so many foods to pick from. Exactly. Well, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next time. See ya.